It's no secret that moms are busy. We have so many things competing for our attention, like every moment of the day. And it's so important that we use our time wisely or we end up burnt out, overwhelmed, unfulfilled. And I promise you, that is not the plan that God has for you. So today, we are going to talk about three things that are stealing your time and what you're going to do about it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest, even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. do you run into an old friend or some another mom that you know and ask them how they are to hear them tell you about how they are so busy. I think this has become our new normal. We're busy working, we're busy running the kids around, we're busy taking care of little kids and older kids and the list is endless, making food, cooking, cleaning, being involved in the community, whatever you're busy doing, I know that you're busy too. So if we're all so busy, we should be so filled up by all of those good, awesome things that we're doing, right? But unfortunately, that is not the case. So many moms say that they're exhausted, that they're overwhelmed, that they're anxious, that they don't like being busy. So what are we doing here? Why aren't we fulfilled? Because we're spending our time on the wrong things. Isaiah 55 2, I've read this verse to you guys before and I just, I love it so much because I really think that it, it sometimes explains where we're at as moms in our culture. It says, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? Write the things that don't fill you up. And we all know, ladies, that time is money. So I really do believe that in this verse that money can also signify our time. And it goes on to say, and your labor for that which does not satisfy right? We're putting our time, our money, our efforts into things that don't fill us up, that don't satisfy us. And I truly believe that God has a better way. And that is why I started The Nourished Mom, right? God doesn't say, follow me and you will be burnt out, overwhelmed and busy. No, he promises us peace and rest. And that is not what our modern day mothering looks like. John 8, 12 says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I absolutely believe that is true for each of us, even when we are going through hard seasons. And it's not to say that everything is going to be like rainbows and butterflies and we're never going to experience hard things. But I think that God really, when we, when we walk in God's path for us, that things are different 
that we find that rest, we find that hope, we find that goodness and that peace. And that's why I am so on fire for time management because we need to be intentional with our time. We need to focus our minds on the things that are important to God, on the way that he's calling us to live. God has created us to live in a certain way. He has made like a blueprint for our lives. He tells us what's important, right? Our relationship with him, our relationships with others, our mindsets and our emotions, our physical health, making sure that we rest in him physically and spiritually and meaningful work. So you might recognize these things as the nourished necessities, which are just the priorities that I teach that are based on biblical lessons. These are the things that the Bible tells us is are important. These are the things that fill us up and will give you mental, spiritual, and the physical energy to be the mom that God is calling you to be. But I know it can be so hard to make time for all of these things because there are all of these other things crowding out our time. And that's why today we are going to learn how to stop wasting your time in order to make time for the things that are more important. Okay, so let's jump into the three things that are stealing your time and what you are gonna do about it. So the first one is busyness. Ladies, we need to stop being so busy. We fill our schedules to the brim and it's crowding out time for God. It's crowding out time, intentional time with your kids, for, with your spouse, with your friends, time for rest. It is crowding out all of the good things that are going to recharge you. We are often wasting our time on things that don't satisfy because we're just filling up our schedule with all of the things. And there are so many good things that could fill up our schedules. And I feel like we're so distracted by the shiny things that sound so good. We see the flyers that kids bring home or that are posted at local libraries and things. And we see the events on Facebook and they all sound fun. And they can be fun and they can be really good. But when we fill our schedules with them too much and crowd out the time for the other things, we are going to be left feeling overwhelmed and unfulfilled. And I think it's important to point out that you choose your schedule. I think many of us forget that we have a choice, that we feel like we have all of these things that we have to do, but most of them we actually don't have to do and we made the choice to do them. But why do we keep choosing to fill our schedules with all of the things and then complain about being so busy? I think there's really a part of us that kind of likes being busy because from the time that we are very, very young, we are taught to focus on accomplishments, right? And we get that little rush of dopamine every time we check something off the list. Like today, I, I got the kids off to school, check, made it to work, check, did this on my lunch break, check, came home from work, check, 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 check. And it feels a little good to know that you're accomplishing things. And like there's nothing wrong with that. And all of you type A moms, I know you know what I'm talking about. And not only are we fo focusing on what we're accomplishing, but we're pushing our kids to accomplish. So many kids are in like a million extracurricular activities. They have no time for other things. But it's really important to to realize that life isn't about accomplishments. It's okay if you're not busy all the time and you have time for rest. I remember there was a time in my life that I was so 
motivated by accomplishments that I thought that if you took a nap that you were like weak. Like I did not see the value in rest at all. And I now see that that is definitely not what God teaches us. Mama, if you are tired, please take a nap. And don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel guilty if the dishes are left undone or things didn't get done because rest is actually a priority too. When Jesus was asked what the most important commandments were, he didn't say to make sure you achieve all the things you can in life and that you are successful according to the world's standards. No, he said that the most important commandment is to love him and to love our neighbors. We are supposed to encourage, uplift, and support one another. This is supposed to be the center focal point of our lives. But yet, we are often so busy that we don't have time to sit with a friend. We don't have time to make that phone call we've been wanting to make. We don't have time to give our kids our undivided attention or our spouse our undivided attention. And it leaves us unfulfilled and it has to stop. So what are you going to do about it? How are you going to reclaim your time? So first, I want you to truly evaluate all of those things that you're filling into your schedule. The, the soccer practices, the doctor's appointments, volunteering, um, play dates at the library, whatever you're doing, I want you to write them all down. And I'm not talking about like everyday life things, like I feed the kids and give them a bath. Those things we know have to get done. I'm talking about the things that we schedule in. And then I want you to to evaluate these things one by one. Make like a pros and cons list. And consider, is this filling you up? Is it filling your family up? Is it causing you stress? Is it more stressful to get there and to do it than what it's worth? And most importantly, Do you feel like this is something that God is calling you to? Because the truth is, if you feel really busy and overwhelmed, then some of these things are going to have to go so that you can make room for the things that will fill you up. Your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, time for rest, time for health, all of these things that actually will fill you up, you need to make time for them. So that means that these other things, they got to go out of your schedule. So pray about it. Talk about it with your spouse, with your kids, and see which ones should stay and which ones should go. Okay, so the next thing you're going to do to guard against being overly busy is to set up time boundaries. Boundaries will guard your time, the time that you have for rest, for relationships. By setting up boundaries, you'll make sure that things don't start crowding out that time. So first, I want you to set aside time daily, weekly, monthly for the nourished necessities. And I have a free workbook that I will link in the show notes that kind of walks you through the process of each of the nourished necessities and figuring out, you know, what God is calling you to in this season. So download the workbook and walk that out. And then set aside time for the things that God is calling you to in each of the nourished necessity categories. So maybe it's time that you're setting aside to read the Bible in the morning or time setting aside to spend with your spouse in the evening or just uninvited attention that you can give your kids at some point in the day. Maybe you do that in the afternoon. But decide where they're going to live in your life, in your schedule, in your routines and block off that time and set a boundary that you're not going to schedule other things during that time. So that means if the dentist calls you and says that your kids need an appointment, 
that you don't schedule it during that time. Because guys, I think that my dentist is a little mad at me um, because I had to reschedule an appointment because I realized six months ago I booked it during a time that I don't have set aside for appointments. And um, so I canceled it. They called me to reschedule. And I was very, very specific about like, oh, the only time that I can do it is this time. And they're like, well, you're going to have to wait like five weeks. I'm like, okay, that's that's totally fine with me because I'm honoring these boundaries. I know that if I fill up these places that I'm just going to end up overwhelmed and unfulfilled and I don't want to go there. So the dentist can wait a couple weeks. And not only will I not book an appointment during those times that I have set aside for my nourish necessities, but I actually have another boundary that I will only schedule one appointment each week. I remember a while back, there was one week where we had like the chiropractor, the dentist, and like a haircut scheduled. And it was so not fun. It was not a fun week because I just felt like I was rushing around to all the things. And I decided, you know what? This craziness has to stop. There's no reason that we have to book all of these things in one week. So I made a boundary that I will only schedule one appointment each week. And it's working out pretty good. I like it. Sometimes things have to wait, like we said about the dentist, but you know, it's working for us. And as you're setting boundaries for yourself and for your family, it's important to be aware of your limits and know what season you're in, right? As your kids get older, it's probably easier to schedule a couple more things in. And when your kids are younger, it's probably harder because it just takes more time taking care of little kids. But understand that that's just the season that you're in and that's okay. Also, like for me, I know that I hate being rushed and I never even knew it. I used to rush around all the time and was like felt good from all the cortisol, (laughs) which is crazy. But after we made some changes in our lives, when I stopped going to the office, when I stopped working at a restaurant and all of these things, our life kind of slowed down and I realized, oh my gosh, this is so much better. I actually don't like being busy. And so now I I understand that actually when I'm rushed around, I've realized that that is a trigger for me. That's when I get anxious that we're going to be late. That's when I start yelling at the kids. So I'm like really serious about not overbooking because I know it doesn't work for me and for our family. So other boundaries that I have is um, our nightly family dinner. I don't book anything after 4.30. And like we do have like soccer a couple days a week at 6, but I make sure that we have that time between 4.30 and 6 to have our dinner, to do our chores, to spend time together in the kitchen. Another boundary that I have is that I do not run errands if I do not absolutely have to, and I only run them when I'm already out. So if I'm at the grocery store, I'm going to stop at the pet store and get the stuff for the pets. I'm going to stop at Ulta. I got, I got some new makeup last week. Um, But I'm going to stop at the places that I need to go when I'm already out doing the thing. And now we can buy everything online and just pick up. So if you have small kids, that totally works. Order it online, pick it up, easy peasy. You're not running into stores with a bunch of kids and getting stressed out. But I really did find that a lot of time can be wasted on errands. Like, oh, I need some socks. Let's, I think I mentioned this in another podcast episode, guys, the socks. So I'm going to run out to Target and get some socks. But how long is it going to take you to actually run out to Target to get socks? 
doesn't make sense. So uh, what I did is on the way home from the chiropractor, Target's right next door. I stopped at Target and got socks when we were going to the chiropractor. I didn't make it a whole nother thing that was going to waste an hour of my time. So anyway, you need to decide what boundaries are going to work for your family. Guard your time. Set aside time for the things that are important and then don't schedule anything there and then make boundaries so you're not rushing around like a crazy person. Okay, so the next thing that is stealing your time is pretty straightforward because it's just straight up wasting your time. (laughs) But the important thing is that you need to recognize how you are wasting your time. So one tool that I really like to use to help moms reclaim their time is a time tracker. So for like a couple days, you literally just write down everything that you're doing and the times that you start and stop them. And then you take a look at like what you're spending your time on. So often moms find that they're spending way more time on something that they really intended to or that they're spending time on things that don't really matter to them or that don't fill them up. So we've got to talk about social media, guys. I know we all have like a love-hate relationship, but how much time are you spending on social media? How often is it distracting you? How often do you pick up your phone to check a notification when you're supposed to be making breakfast or whatever you're supposed to be doing? And how many minutes is that stealing from you? Because sometimes when we add it up, it's a whole lot of time, right? You get a notification in the morning, you check that out, and then you scroll a little bit, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes at your next notification being, you know, two hours later, or maybe you're getting like a ton of notifications. But regardless, you know, every time you go on there, if you're spending five minutes on there and it's happening eight times a day, I'm really bad at multiplication. Let's go out on a limb here. 8 times 5 is 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 30, 35, 40, 40, guys. I always joke with my husband that like, aren't you happy that I'm teaching our kids math because we homeschool? <laughs> but no, my kids are actually really good at math. I just literally never learned my multiplication tables, which um, I'm hoping as Silas progresses um, that I will, you know, start memorizing with him because... I feel like it's really helpful in life and I wish that I did memorize them as a child. (laughs) Anyway, other things that might be wasting your time are choices that you have to make, deciding what to wear. How long are you spending deciding what to wear, what to eat, um, when deciding when you're going to get the cleaning done. These are all things that do not have to take a lot of time, but that most of us waste a lot of time on. But wasting time on choices can be greatly reduced when we start using routines and start implementing different habits that will make all of these things easier. But for now, what I want you to do is to do a little time tracking. So get a blank schedule, maybe out of your planner, a blank page. I love to use, um, my planner is broken up by half an hour throughout the day, so then I can do like blocks of time. But if you can find a planner like that, or just jot it down on a piece of paper and just write, you know, whatever time you wake up, 6, 6.30, 7, 7.30, make a little template for yourself, and then track your time throughout the day. And then look at it and see, okay, how much time did I spend making lunch? 
Was that a normal amount of time or did it take me like an hour to make mac and cheese? Why am I wasting my time on this? What's going on? How much time am I spending on social media? How much time am I spending in front of the TV or deciding what to wear? And once you start to see actually how much time you're spending, many times it's like way off from what we think. So once you realize what you're wasting your time on, you can set boundaries around it, right? Limits that are going to protect your time and protect your physical, spiritual, and emotional health. So for instance, if you find that you're spending too much time on social media, what kind of boundary can you set around that? Maybe turn off your notifications and have a specific time every day that you're going to check it. You know, maybe you like to check it twice a day in the morning or in the evening. Maybe you're like, nah, I don't need that. It's a waste of my time. I'm going to check it once a day or I'm just going to get off social media for a while altogether. So you decide what boundaries are going to work for you. So for me, I deleted Facebook off of my phone because I found it was way too distracting. And I now I didn't delete my account. I do like to go on. I find that, you know, I like to connect with people. I like to share things sometimes. So I just go on on my computer which then I have to open up my computer and like set it up. You know, it's not like a quick thing that's going to just suck me in. I have to make an intentional choice to go get my computer. What if you're spending like a ton of time deciding what to wear today? You can set a time limit. So that could be a boundary for you. Say, okay, I'll give myself 10 minutes to decide what to wear today. So you need to set boundaries that are going to work for you. But the first step was using the time tracker to become aware of what you're actually wasting your time on and then thinking through how can I set limits that are going to protect my time. Okay, so the third thing that is stealing your time are distractions. And guys, we are going to have distractions because like we said, we have so many things competing for our attention. We are busy, but you need to decide to focus So when I'm not focusing, this is a common scenario that might play out in my life. So I decide I'm going to clean the kitchen. This is, this is my time to clean the kitchen. But then I notice that there's a mess in the playroom. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that can't stay there. So I go into the playroom and I start cleaning that up. And I get that like about halfway cleaned. But then I realize that, oh, man, I should have started breakfast 15 minutes ago. So then I start breakfast and then I have a phone notification. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's my friend saying? And then I start texting and then the toast burns. And then I realize the kitchen didn't get clean, the playroom didn't get cleaned we are late eating breakfast and our breakfast is burnt what is happening I am distracted can any of you relate to this I bet you can so how can you reclaim your time from all of those distractions that are competing for your attention that are pulling you from what you actually want to do and know that you should do Well, you need to have a plan. You need to know what you're supposed to be focusing on in that period of time so that you can say no to the distractions. And my favorite tool for this is time blocking. So time blocking is just dedicating specific blocks of time for certain tasks. And what I really love about this is when you go through and like really time block and make rhythms and routines, everything lives in a certain place. So it's like distractions almost have no power over me anymore because when I'm cleaning the kitchen and I realize that the playroom is messy, I'm like, oh, no, no, that's cool. I know that the playroom will get cleaned, you know, tomorrow afternoon or whatever I have set aside for when the playroom usually gets cleaned. 
And time blocking can be like really rigid where every moment is planned out and dictated by the clock. But I teach a more type of fluid time blocking where we're focusing on rhythms and routines to help us focus. And I feel like this is usually better for moms because we all know that things don't always go as planned. And then where are we left? If, you know, things didn't go as planned, is our, is our time block, is our schedule just shot for the day? No, we learn to adapt. And that's really, that's really the type of time blocking that I teach. And guys, we've already started time blocking because remember when earlier in the episode we talked about the nurse necessities and how you were going to set aside certain times to do those things that God was calling you to and you were going to set boundaries around those so those times were protected. That's time blocking. So start looking at your daily rhythms and your weekly rhythms and start carving out time for the things that you need to get done and want to get done. So maybe times for cleaning, right? Because I feel like this can be like our biggest distraction as moms. We're so busy cleaning that we don't have time for the people who are important. If you feel like that's something that you struggle with, I am releasing a Cleaning Rhythms quick course that comes out on May 23rd. And it's basically just an awesome way to keep up with the cleaning without feeling overwhelmed, without, you know, having to stick to a rigid schedule that's impossible to stick with. So what we're going to do is create habits, routines, and rhythms so that all of your cleaning tasks live in certain places. They live in certain time blocks and they, we'll get into it, they rotate. So it's okay if like something happens and you don't get it done. But it helps you to stop worrying about when it's going to get done and it's going to help you stop being distracted when you're supposed to be doing other things like playing with your kids or talking to your husband or any of those things that truly fill you up. So the course is pre-register right now. It's open for pre-registration and I will put a link to it in the show notes. Okay, so to recap, the three things that are stealing your time and what to do about them. Number one, stop the busyness. So evaluate all the things that you're scheduling in and ask yourself, are they fulfilling for me and my family? Is it something that God is calling me to? And then ditch the things that just don't have room in your life right now that you don't have space for. So you can make more room for the things that are actually filling you up and block out time for those nourished necessities. Number two, identify your time wasters and then create boundaries and limits around them. So do that time tracking exercise. And number three, defeat distractions with time blocking. You need to have a plan for where everything fits. So set aside specific time for cleaning, set aside specific time for your relationships, all of the things. All right, ladies, I hope that this was beneficial for you. I hope that this has helped you. And if it has, please share it with your friends. All right, I pray that the Lord blesses you and your family this week. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.